It's time for a snack. Is butter a carb? Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Are you hungry? Yes, I am. Snack time on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Ah, thank you, Rex Ryan. Yes, it is time for a snack as we get set to head into the 5 o'clock hour with the one, the only. Whoa. (laughs) I was like, am I hearing things? (laughs) The one, the only John Holcomb coming up here in just a few moments on the Blitz 1170. All right. Um, I've got two stories as a follow-up on our obsession with the Stanley Cup. No, not the prize at the end of a long hockey season, but Stanley Cups. So the Wall Street Journal had this story, and I'll just read you. How many water bottles or Lululemon leggings, or tree hut-like body scrubs do you actually need in life? How many hats do you need is a question I consistently ask myself on my about a once-a-week spree of buying some, some form of new hat. I've been good recently. I haven't bought a hat since Christmas, so I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, for some people... Need isn't really an issue. It's about buying things they say make them feel good and showing them off online. Well, in comes the Stanley Quencher tumbler that we've talked about from tussles at Target stores to becoming a viral topic, buying multiples, sometimes dozens of the same item over and over and over again. Well, in comes the story of a 16-year-old high school sophomore in Birmingham, Alabama. Want to take any uh, guesses as to how many Stanley Tumblers this 16-year-old has recently purchased in the last calendar year? Her name is Amelia Awad. 80. Scott? I'll go under. No, actually, you know what? I'll go over. I'll say 100. Okay, both of you are over, but it's 67. Quote, I'm obsessed, says the 16-year-old. They currently retail for $45 for the 40-ounce version and $50 for limited releases. So let's do the math. That means her parents her parents have spent about $3,000 to acquire them in every possible color and size. Um, and she, of course, is very proud of this. So what she do? She racks up 137,000 TikTok followers by showing how she likes to organize her Stanley Cup collection. What She's, do you do with them, though? She says that she uses every cup that she gets. Even the coveted ones in the colors like Pink Parade that are reselling for hundreds of dollars online. She says, hey, if they're rare, I want to use them more because I'm special for having them. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I do know one thing though. Can you imagine your 16-year-old racking up like three thousand dollars in Stanley Cups? Jeez. We don't even have enough room for the cups in the cu- in the cupboard now. Where the, where the hell do you put them all? You better damn sure be keeping all those, those in your bedroom. Fit in a cupboard. No, they're too big. They're way too big. We have so many cups that we never use. I know. It's absurd. It's, just, it's obscene. Like, how many cups do you need? Well, the uh, Stanley Cup craze is not over because um, there's a woman that got arrested right outside of uh, Roseville in California, northeast of Sacramento. 
they were called to a reported theft from a store. Staff saw a woman take a shopping cart full of Stanley water bottles out without paying for them. Suspect refused to stop for staff and stuffed her car with all the stolen merchandise. An officer spotted the vehicle as it entered the highway, Highway 65, and initiated a traffic stop. The woman who was 23 was arrested for grand theft. Pictures released by police show her car, uh, car trunk, and passenger seats stuffed with a variety of different cars to the tune of 2500 bucks. So again, more instances of us absolutely losing our mind over a, a, a tumbler that can't be any better than any other tumbler that's out there on the market, if we're just being honest. Uh, Dateline Boeing 747 cargo plane. Just a few days removed from another 747 cargo plane's engine bursting into flames. Did you guys see that video? I tweeted it. No, I missed that no. one. Someone from, uh, I believe, Florida, from their backyard, was taking the video of this airplane that was taking off and just fire pouring out of the engine on the left side. Same exact airplane, by the way, that we recently had the door get sucked off of. Now we have a New York-bound Virgin Atlantic flight that was canceled just moments before takeoff when an alarmed passenger said that he spotted several screws missing from the plane's wing. (laughs) Imagine looking out the window and be like, wait, wait," uh, counting the screws. One, two, three, four. Wait a minute. There's like six holes in a row without a screw. That can't be good. Um, Excuse me. Are you hitting the the little (laughs) button? Like trying to get the attention. (laughs) Call flight attendant. Call, 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 call. (laughs) The British traveler was at the Manchester airport in UK on January 15th when he noticed the four missing screws during a safety briefing for passengers and decided to alert alert the uh, cabin crew. God. Stressing me out, and I'm not even flying. I know. I'm supposed to fly in June, and I'm not looking forward to it now for sure. I don't like those stories at all. It's not looking good at all for my sense of uh, mental health when I step on side of a uh, new flight. Um, Are we going to have a bigger conversation with storming the court after what happened to Caitlin Clark, who we must protect at all costs on the women's side of the game? Another court storming this time at Ohio State in which a court stormer ran directly into Caitlin Clark. Now, everyone's okay on this, but do we have to start having the conversation again? Things like this, bad things are going to happen at some point. And we can't have Caitlin Clark being the one that goes down because of this, right? Come on. The more dynamic women's players that we've seen in forever on the college game. Uh, But again, good thing is that she's okay. You're not going to stop it from happening. So why don't these places start taking the proper precautions to, like, protect the visiting team when you know this is about to go down, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You got to. Like, you're not going to stop people from storming the court. No. no. Just like in Stillwater when there were all those those uh, security guards that were trying to prevent People from running onto the field, and then all those guys that were trying to stop the goalposts from being... Like, you're not going to stop that many people. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You probably got to take a more hardline approach with those that, uh, if you want to solve it. Like, you can't stop it overall, but if someone does something specifically and you can single them out, 
If we've got to start taking steps like this person who ran into Caitlin Clark, like, sorry, yeah. you're banned from the building forever. Use the manpower then to so be it. surround the visiting team and get them off the floor. Yeah, cameras are everywhere, so take advantage of it for sure. Uh, okay, on this date in history, we have a few items. I would like to present some audio for you because on this date, the 49ers had an epic 11-play, 92-yard drive to win the Super Bowl over the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll play you the John Taylor touchdown, but there's a little note at the end of this call from the great Dick Enberg and Merlin Olson that uh, a lot of people probably don't know or don't remember about John Taylor, what he does in the offseason. has his team 10 yards from a victory himself. Rice has just set a Super Bowl record with 12 catches. He's in motion. Montana, touchdown, John Taylor. See, by the way, you don't hear Merlin Olsen jumping in and saying, well, Dick, did you see what they did here on this play? No, you let the moment speak for itself. By the way, first catch of the day. Oh, and by the way, he sells cars in the offseason for Reggie Jackson. <laughs> God, my have times changed when it comes to professional athletes for sure. John Taylor is probably like, yeah, listen, um, I got to do that to make ends meet, especially trying to live here in the Bay Area. And he caught everything on Super Tech Mobile. <laughs> yes, he did. January 22nd, 2006, this happened. Kobe guarded by Mark Peterson. Kobe pumped face for Kobe set the Laker record. <laughs> yes, you do. I see your point, though. Kobe down the middle. Kobe it in. 77. We'll just let you soak it in with the crowd. This for the night, at least. Brad for 80. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Uh, just another one in many. Oh, okay. Kobe Bryant, 28 for 46 from the field. This would be 18 for 20 from the line. And an 81 point for this. 81 points on this date in 2006 for Kobe Bryant as uh, the Lakers beat the Toronto Raptors 122 to 104. An incredible night for sure. Uh, on the state, 1980, Larry Zbysko became the biggest heel in wrestling after attacking his trainer, Bruno San Martino, and leaving him in a puddle of his own blood. Larry Zbysko, by the way, went on to fame as one of the announcers for Monday Night Nitro, seated next to Tony Schiavone during the NWO run. Mama's Family premiered on the state in 1983 on NBC. Love me some Mama's Family back in the day. 1983, MTV made its debut on the West Coast, launched on the East Coast August 1st, 1981. Don Morocco beat Pedro Morales for the WWF Intercontinental Championship on this date in 1983. Raiders beat Washington 39-9 to to win Super Bowl on this date in 1984. Oh, buddy, Airwolf premiered on CBS on this date also in 1984, probably after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that was the post-Super Bowl. <laughs> nice. 
ran four seasons with 80 episodes. On this date, All-time ni- classic. 1988, Mike Tyson beat Larry Holmes in the fourth round to retain the, retain the WBA, WBF, and IBF heavyweight championship belts. That's on the same date in which um, I believe Muhammad Ali leaned in It basically told Mike to kill Larry because Larry had beat Muhammad Ali and Mike was pissed watching Larry Holmes take out Muhammad Ali. Oh, 1989, the first Bud Bowl aired during the Super Bowl. Yes. That's something you kiddos will never understand anything about. The Bud Bowl. Bowl. Well, you can't now. Uh, okay, we talked about the Niners beating the Bengals in the Super Bowl at Joe Robbie Stadium. By the way, Jerry Rice, MVP, 11 receptions, 215 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, national anthem was Billy Joel, and the network was NBC on that day. All right, let's get to other notables. Bill Bixby, born on this day, now dead, played David Branner on the TV series The Incredible Hulk, passing away at age 58 from prostate cancer. John Hurt. Regarded as one of Britain's finest actors, born on this date, January 22nd, 1940, died at the age of 77 from pancreatic cancer. Dying on this date, Lyndon B. Johnson, former president, January 22nd, 1973. Telly Savalas passing away on this date, January 22nd, 1994, at the age of 72. You might know him as Kojak. And Joe Pa, Joe Paterno, passing away on this date, January 22nd, 2012, at the age of 85, from lung cancer. Steve Perry celebrates a birthday today. There's greatness. 1949. Uh, Tully Blanchard's birthday is today as well. 1954. Linda Blair, 1959. Stephen Adler, drummer from Guns N' Roses, 1965. DJ Jazzy Jeff celebrates a birthday today, along with Diane Lane, both of those born in 1965. And let's see. Guy Fieri is 56. Ray Rice is 37. Ty Montgomery's 31. Quandre Diggs is 31. Connor Haywood is 25. Caitlin Clark, ah, she's okay. Turns 22 today. Dylan Brooks is 28. Boo. Greg Oden is 36. What the hell happened to him? And Ubaldo Jimenez turns 40. And that will do it for your snack on this date, January 22nd, 2024. Timeout. And John Holcomb will join us next year on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.